0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا عبد القاسم المستقى محمد وعلى اله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقيه الله في العربين عز الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من ارغاني وانصاره Assalamu alayka ya Amir al-Mu'minin ya Abu Hassan hasan ya Ali ibn Abi Talib wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa is the night of 21st and although do the possibility of having night of Fadr on 19th or 23rd as well but 21st is more likely than 19th in general so maybe this is the night for which we have been waiting whole year and we should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely inshaAllah to help us to understand the merits of this night and inshallah to be included among those people to whom Allah bestows upon whom Allah SWT bestows his infinite mercy we talked about the importance of being awake and we said this is first step, someone who is negligent, someone who is asleep does not know what is happening this happens in our physical life and can happen also in spiritual life in the physical life if you have some enemies and you don't know what your enemies are doing this does not stop your enemies hurting hurting you and making problems for you imam ali nahjul says man lam yonam an.' if someone sleeps his enemies will not sleep the enemies are aware and alert and they do their best to uproot you there is a bird i don't know what is it called in english uh, in fact, it's called chap. So this bird has a very a strange habit. When the hunters go to hunt this bird and there is a snow, this bird puts his head, its head inside the snow so that it does not see the enemies, and the feet are in the sky so the hunter goes and easily take the feet and hunt the bird because the bird doesn't understand that by putting his its head in the snow the enemy will not be deceived sometimes we are like this bird we just try to conceal our problems we think by this we can get rid of our problems if i deny my problem if i forget my problem This does not mean that the problem is solved. And one of the things that is very common in this age is that people are very much interested in making themselves unaware, in making themselves forgetful. So they make themselves busy and occupied with many, many things. Why? Because they are frightened of being alone with themselves. If you want to punish someone, the best punishment is to leave him somewhere alone with himself for few days it will kill him no one can tolerate to be left alone for few days or few weeks this is a severe punishment for the people and you know in some you know countries when the crime is very great they have you know private you know cells so they put the prisoner there, there is no friend no roommate, nothing why? because despite all the you know allegations all the claims that we make about ourselves we know our reality, we don't enjoy ourselves unlike awliyaullah awliyaullah are always looking for some private time sometimes that they can be alone and no one can interfere Imam Sajjad alaihi salam says, "If I am left alone on the earth and there is nothing on the earth except Quran, I will never feel lonely. If it's only me, no human beings, even no, you know, animals, no, but nothing, just it's me and the Quran, I don't feel lonely." but unfortunately we always you know escape from ourselves and from our problems so sometimes people may even you know use drugs or whatsoever the main reason is they want to lose their consciousness they want to lose their awareness because it will cause them pain okay if we want to be aware what should we do? I just give you some you know practical tips, but inshallah, you yourself, you know, will reflect on this and you know will put them into practice. The first thing is we must think about the blessings of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is very important. In my view, one of the secrets of success is thankfulness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is very very a strong. Instruments To be able to get closer To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Not because Allah needs this No, because we Need this thankfulness And without this thankfulness We cannot use The blessings of Allah In the proper way Thankfulness is very important And if you Recite the Quran carefully You see that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Praises the people who have been thankful and even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is one of the people who are thankful because thankfulness is so good that even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is thankful to those people who do good things for example the Quran says mashkura." Those who do good deeds, those who are righteous their efforts are thanked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so thankfulness is very important, how can we be thankful? we need to reflect on the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in different ways, first of all we should try to have at least of all the blessings of Allah Of course this list never ends No one can say I can exhaust all the blessings Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But just right You may now think that There are 20-30 blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But when you list You see that hundreds And thousands of blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Are given to you And the people who are dear through you and sometimes, you know, we forget. Not only those things that Allah has given us, many, many things that Allah has removed from us are to be thanked. Imam Sajjad alayhi salam said, My thankfulness for those things that you have not given me Maybe more than my thankfulness for those things you have given me. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes I I may think that if I have this or that, it's good for me. But Allah has not given this to me because Allah knows that this is not good for me. There is a very inspiring Hadith Qudsi, divine saying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, (inaudible) مَنْ <inaudible> لَوْ Among my servants are those whom if I make poor I will damage them. So for these people poverty is not good. I will make them, make them rich. مَنْ لَوْ And among my people are some whom if I make them rich, I will destroy them. And it said that one of the ulama was praying, Allahumma jalni mamman la yuslahu illal ghana. Make me among those that only richness make them good. This was just a you know, good. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is to the best of His servants. So sometimes he gives, sometimes he doesn't give, but it's all according to his wisdom So we must be very thankful So try sometimes to have a list for all these blessings Starting with the ni'mah of Islam, the ni'mah of life, the name of velayah, of Ahlul Bayt The ni'mah of having good parents, the ni'mah of having good brothers and sisters, good friends, children memory, intelligence, whatsoever respect, dignity, modesty, all these ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ni'mah of being in this age which is very important if we were born before the advent of Islam it was very likely that we would be non-Muslim if we were born in non-Muslim families not necessarily but for many people maybe they were not given this opportunity. They were not given this opportunity. Maybe they couldn't find them. Allah has facilitated for us. So, this list never ends. The second thing, we must reflect on these blessings to realize that these blessings are not given to us because we deserve them. This is also important. Sometimes, you know, someone gives you something because you deserve. But all these blessings are given to us without anything that we have done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala What have we done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We have done nothing Even if we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a new blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That He has helped us to be thankful This is in itself in need of another thankfulness And this is why Sa'adi says that we can never exhaust Allah's ni'mah Because even when we thank, then this is another ni'mah We thank for that, it needs another thankfulness So it never stops So this is the second point After considering all blessings, we should remember that we cannot consider ourselves deserving for these blessings the other thing we must remember about blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that if we use them properly they will be increased they will be given in more and more quantities and qualities and this is also very important this is my idea just I would like to mention to share with you maybe you accept or maybe you reject I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if takes away his ni'mah from someone this is again a ni'mah do you accept? even if he takes away his ni'mah because we are not thankful this is also a ni'mah why? Because if we still keep that ni'mah, our responsibility will be more So when Allah sees that I am not using this ni'mah properly He says, okay, give it back to me, I take it back from you At least from now on you will no longer be responsible Just you have to be accountable for what you have done up to now So you see, even this is ni'mah Whatever he does is ni'mah Even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He threatens us to punish us, this is also ni'mah because without this many of people would not have enough determination to refrain from bad deeds so even punishment is a ni'mah everything you can think of is ni'mah even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's punishment is ni'mah sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Destroy some people And this is ni'mah for them You know a person Who was a king But he was unjust Asked a sage To pray for him The sage said Immediately May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy you Kill you This person said I ask you to pray for me Not to pray against me He said I pray for you Because the sooner you die The better for you and also for the people the better for you because then you will have less crimes and also it's better for people because people will not suffer anymore so even Allah's punishments and destruction is all ni'mah, so we should reflect on all these blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the other thing which we must take into account to be aware and to be in the state of Yaqd or you know wakefulness is to attend to our guilt to our sins to our crimes and this is where we lead we are led to the issue of repentance because the second stage is repentance and this is very good night for repentance this is a night of Jum'ah and the night of Fad and martyrdom of Imam, Hussein, sorry, Imam Ali so it's very good also for us to reflect on the issue of repentance a person who is alert a person who is aware always in addition to thinking about Allah's blessing thinks about his own behavior, his own conduct his own qualities this is also very important you cannot make any progress if you forget your previous actions in any subject, in any area of life especially in the spiritual life and inshallah after repentance we will talk about muhasabah this is the third stage so just I am preparing you know for the coming subjects so when we reflect on our acts, we find that we have not been able to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely there is no one who can claim that I have always obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of us have our shortcomings and our problems and our guilt and sins except ma'asumi so let's not you know just for example uh, deceive ourselves you know and cheat ourselves and say oh I am very clean I have done nothing more or less all of us have problems and these problems in the first sight may look a little but there are many many you know Shaykh Dhaai, one of our great Ulama in his book he says suppose that you have done just one sin every day you know every day is 24 hours suppose you have 5-6 hours you know sleeping so there are 18 hours Say no, twelve hours. In twelve hours, you meet many people, you say many many things, you do many many things. Suppose that only one sin is committed. Unfortunately, sometimes thousands of sins are committed. We say something and we may bother many many more mu'minin. But suppose one sin is committed. So, it will be in one year 365 sins and in three years it will be about 1,000 sins, more than 1,000. So, if someone has lived, for example, for 30 years, it means he has committed 10,000 sins. This is just for 30 years and just only one sin a year. But sometimes, you know, as I said, in one majlis, we sit with our friends and we do lots of geibah, lots of guru, We go to the shop, and from the first customer up to the last, we deceive them and ship them But just suppose one person So it will be how many? You cannot count them So, this is very important for us Not to let all these scenes be added together you must always have in front of or next to every sin a tawbah if there is a sin but quickly you know we realize and repent it's ok of course those who are real mu'minin before they commit sin they become alert Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says it is very related to the issue of awareness Those who are pious When ta'if Ta'if means evolving Okay, tawaf means to evolve When we go around Kaaba it's tawaf Ta'if means a group who evolve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Those who are pious When a group of Satan's evolve around them. The Satan's always come. When they come and evolve around you to deceive you, if you are pious, Allah Subhanahu says, suddenly they realize, then they see. There is a famous, you know, story in uh, books about Aqlar and about Toba. You may have heard this story that once a person saw in the market that there is someone who works with iron and you know fire and everything but he doesn't use thing to protect his hands from fire from uh, fire you know when they put iron inside the you know, oven it's very very hot Okay? But this man takes the iron with hand, without anything. So he was surprised. Went to this man and said, could you please tell me what is your story, how you are saved and protected from fire? He said many years ago there was shortage of food and many people, you know, were starving. Once a young woman came to me and said I have some orphans <coughs> and I cannot afford you know, to buy any food for them you, could you please you know, give us some money as loan or some food as loan so that I can give to my children I said I can give you but there is only one condition and you know we must sleep together So this lady went. After a few days, again she came because she didn't have anything to give to the children and the children were becoming weaker and weaker. Again, I repeated. After a while, she came and said, Okay, my children are dying and I accept, but you must take me somewhere that no one sees us. I said, Okay. I took her to a private place, and there was no one. But she said, No, there are five people, five things that are looking at us. Two angels who are responsible for registering my acts are here. And two angels who are responsible for your acts are there, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above us. How can you say there is no one here? So this man said, Immediately I You know Was awakened Tazakkaru So I left her And she prayed In that moment That Allah My Lord This man Has Controlled The fire of his last And lower desire And shahwat So protect him from fire in this world and Akhirah. And from that day fire cannot hurt me. So I easily move this, you know, heated iron. So this is something that happens if someone is sincere in his heart when he wants to commit a sin he will become alert. If he doesn't become alert at that time. It means that there is lack of sincerity. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always protects good people from big mistakes. Maybe they do some small mistakes. But they never do big mistakes. And there is a discussion, you know, we cannot enter into that discussion, about tasbid. How your iman can be kept firm... This is very important Because loose iman, loose faith May go and may disappear But if you have firm iman It will continue Even till your death And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who have believed With firm iman and faith Allah will protect them So, we must have this situation of being alert. First of all, not to commit sins. But if we have committed sin, this may happen. Then we must quickly try to remedy. We must try not to repeat anymore. We must try to do... Justice to the people that we may have oppressed. So, this is very important. So, if we committed sin, we should quickly repent. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind and so merciful that according to some hadith, there is a period after committing each sin that if you could repent before that time expires, your sin will not be registered by the angels who are responsible of recording and registering your sins. So, repentance is very important and if we want to really repent, we must consider, first of all, the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is very important because sometimes, you know, you disobey a teacher in the school sometimes you disobey a policeman in the street but if you disobey the creator of the world it's very different this is why some ulama have said and this is something that can be accepted by all but some people have mentioned this in their books that this division of the sins into major and minor you know we say guna sahir or gunay kabira minor sin and major sin they say this is in respect to the act but in respect to one who is disobeyed all are major sins. We don't have minor sins. All sins are major. If we consider who is disobeyed. So, first of all, we should consider who is our Lord that we are disobeying. Secondly, who am I? If someone important is disobeying, is good. At least we say, okay, this is good person, this is high person. For example, if a minister disobeys, for example, prime minister, you can say, okay, they are very close in rank. But for example, if a uh, employee, for example, in council, city council, in charge of, for example, cleaning the street, disobeys the king or the prime minister. This is much different. So it's important that who disobeys also. So who we are to disobey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? We are nothing. We recite in Du'a Abu Hamza, "Ma ana wa ma khatari Ma ana Some people think that khatar here means danger But khatar doesn't mean danger Khatar means significance Ma ana wa khatari Means who am I and what is my significance I am nothing The whole earth is less than a drop Compared to the whole world Of course the whole physical world is less than a drop compared to the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the whole earth is a drop. And on the earth there are more than six billion of people. And I am one of them. And there have been generations of people. Who we are? We shouldn't think that we are important people. We are nothing. So, the least valuable thing is disobeying the most valuable thing. This is very important. Now, if we reflect on these issues. Sometimes, you know, we say and we hear and we go, but sometimes, you know, we reflect on these things. And we absorb them. This is very important. You should absorb these things. About 52 years ago, a man in city of Tehran had a change this person was very powerful and very, you know, arrogant and because at that time there was not, you know, very strong, you know, security and, you know the government, you know, was not also good so they could, you know, lots of corruption force people to take their money from them you know, commit theft and whatsoever he was gambling, drinking but suddenly he realized that this is not good this is not fair how can I disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he was brave so he could make a very significant decision he decided to change whole plan of his life so he sold whatever properties he had, made them into money, cash, and put them in bag and took it to Ayatollah Burujerdi. You have heard the name of Ayatollah Uzma Borujerdi, And you know, at his time, he was the only marja of Shia and he was very, very strong. So he went to Ayatollah Burujerdi and told him the story and said, I want to get, of, get rid of this money, because this money is all from Haram, but I don't know the people, I don't know how can I please them. The Ayatollah said, okay, but it's not enough just you give this money, you should take off, put off all your dress also, the coat, everything, except your underwear and this man immediately took off his coat and everything and then he wanted to say goodbye and you know maybe asking some servant of Ayatollah to provide him you know with something and this was a test Ayatollah wanted to test him so when Ayatollah saw that without any hesitation he did this Ayatollah went and embraced him and kissed him and started to cry and said, Inshallah, your repentance will be accepted. And gave him 5,000 tumans from his own money to start a business. And 5,000 two months, 52 years ago was lots of money. So this man went back and started a new life. You know, this is not easy. To leave everything aside, give all the money that you have, and even your coat, your trousers, everything. And starting a new life. And he started having majalis for Imam Hussain in his house. And because this money was blessed, so he had good income. One of ulama says that, he asked me few days before he died, he died about 20 years ago, <coughs> That I want to see you before I die. So I decided to go and visit him on Friday, but unfortunately, on Thursday he died. But the family of this man told me that before his death, he addressed Imam Hussein al <laughs> and said, "My master, I have changed all my life." and I started wearing the dress of your servants and serving the people who are mourning for you. And I have made in my will that one third of my property and money will be given to the youth who want to get married and have no money. So please help me in this difficult time. And they reported that after that, he uh, smiled and greeted Imam Hussein and died. This is the way that people who are clever, these people are very clever who do this. You shouldn't think that we are very clever because, you know, we don't do this. No, these people are very clever and intelligent. They don't lose any chance after they have become alert. Because it's very likely that we say, okay, Inshallah, next year, Inshallah, ten years later I will do this But if we are determined to change Of course, this does not mean that we must be, for example, robber to repent I must be, maybe I am, for example, an alim, I have to repent Everyone needs repentance Depending on what he has done, on what he has failed to do But Inshallah, if tonight we wholeheartedly decide To change for better Even one step Better One step further We must do And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will help us And I should say That the night of Qadr Is very important Some people may have question What does it mean that we say In this night All our a'mal and whatever will happen to us in the next year is decided what does it mean? does it mean that then we will have no freedom? does it mean that for example if I later want to do some better things I cannot do some people may have not understood this point the answer is whatever is decided in the night of Qadr is to happen unless there is something that can act as obstacle you know in philosophy we have a very accurate a very uh, you know precise concept and that is al-muqtazi wal-mani sometimes you have a cause a complete cause whenever you have complete cause the effect is there but sometimes you have muqtazi it means that if it is left to itself it will generate but if you stop it it will not generate like what, for example, fire is fire a complete cause for being burnt no because there may be fire and you are not burnt. For example, if it's wet. Or like the, for example, the story of Prophet Ibrahim. But fire has this ability that if nothing interferes, can hurt. Okay? This is a very important concept. Or, if we come to moral issues. For example, telling truth and telling lies. Is telling truth always good? No. But we say telling truth tends to be good if it left it to itself is no other thing is related and added. Telling truth is good, but if telling truth is, for example, causing a very serious damage or you know hurts hurt someone, so telling truth becomes bad. If by telling truth you endanger in an innocent life. Okay, please remember this concept in your mind. This is muktazi. It means that this can have effect, but if it is not stopped, if an overriding factor does not interfere, okay? Qadar or taqdir or a decree by Allah subhanahu wa taala, it means that this will happen unless another decree does not override this. Like for example, when, you know, once Imam Ali was sitting <laughs> under a wall. And the wall was very weak <coughs> and going to collapse. Imam changed this place. Someone said, do you escape from Gaza, decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Imam said, no. I am escaping from Allah's Gaza to his Qadr. It means that if I sit there then it will collapse and I will die if I go somewhere else then I am saved both is victory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but it depends on the overriding factors so whatever is decided in the night of Qadr this is very important one this will happen provided that we don't do something to override that so If I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to help me in the coming year If I ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to enlighten my heart And this is made a decree It means that it's only enough that I do not damage it This will happen Provided that I don't do something to overwrite this Okay? This is a very important concept. So, we have a still to be worried, to be careful in the coming year. You cannot say, okay, in the night of God, I was in the center, I saw everything, so, for one year, I am free. I have peace of mind. No. You must be very careful. But, at the same time, you must know that this night is the night in which you can ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make a plan for your next year which can happen, can be actualized, if you don't damage it so this is a very good opportunity, because instead of doing lots of effort for 12 months in one night, you can do that, you know it's very important, sometimes in one hour, you know like for example, I give you one, one example and I finish this you know, you are familiar with this, you know, budget, if for example, you know, some part of the government is in need of budget, for example, suppose, schools, so, I don't know what is the system here, for example, in our country, we have Ministry of Education and we have Ministry of Higher Education, so if Ministry of Education is not money, okay, what should they do? In the next financial year, they want to solve their problems. What should they do? They must be very careful in the time that the budget law is passed in the parliament. Maybe that's two hours, three hours. But they must prepare themselves whole, you know, this year, present year. Just for those two, three hours, if the law gets passed, it's okay. Of course, the government later may say, I don't give you money because you have not been able to use the money that we gave you, you know, for example, in the first three months properly, so in the next nine months we don't give you any more. Sometimes this happens. But if they don't do anything wrong and the budget is passed, so for the whole year they have peace of mind. Okay? So, it is like us. One year, you know, we always say, oh Allah, we want to witness night of Fatr. So the night of that comes, and inshallah, suppose that we receive what we want. So if we don't damage this, the whole next year, inshallah, we will have peace of mind. So this is just to appreciate the significance of this night. Without that, nothing can change, you know, afterwards. Do we have few minutes? Okay, you know all that this is the last night of the life of Imam Ali alaihi salam and Imam Ali was one of the maybe, I could say, unique figures not because of his merits yes, that's true but also he was unique in being maslum, in being oppressed Usually, great people suffer a lot from injustice being done to them, but Imam Ali was very special. It's said that even when Imam Ali was a child, when his parents wanted to put some medicine in the eye of his brother, Aqil, Aqil had some problem in his eyes Ali was to receive first the medicine so that Aqil could accept the medicine because Aqil was very notice so the parents said okay look we are putting in the eyes of Ali so that Aqil would accept you see if someone is Mazloom sometimes even in his childhood he is he was a child and his father couldn't afford to have his children you know in his house so he had to give his children to their relatives so ali had to live far from his parents of course this was better for him because then he could live with the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam but still it's difficult for a child to experience such a great poverty that your father cannot afford to have his children together and then Ali was a teenager that he had to witness all those problems after the advent of Islam the valley of Sh- I those three years of you know drought and then all those difficulties that Quraish were creating for the Prophet and for Muslims and those brave positions that Ali made in those 23 years and then after the demise of the Prophet the difficulties increased instead of having less difficulty, day by day difficulties of Ali increased. After the demise of the Prophet, what happened to Ali was something very, ah, gee, very extraordinary. And you may have heard that one of the people of Bukh, one of Ahlul Kitab, <coughs> converted to Islam just because of seeing one scene, one situation when they took Imam Ali with force and put rope around his neck to be in the mosque to pay allegiance there was a Jew there and he said who is this man who is going to mosque with such a situation without showing any resistance he was told that this is the hero and champion of Islam. He is the one because of whom Muslims won many battles. And he is the one who could take away the gate of Khaydah. Said. So why does he... doesn't show any reaction, any resistance. They said because of his fear for Islam that if he does some reaction, then the whole Islam may be in danger so he said, I believe in Islam and he converted so, Ali witnessed all these difficulties and after the demise of the Lady Fatima Ali was alone and Ali had to suffer more and more and you know, while the Lady Fatima was alive Imam Ali didn't pay allegiance After the lady passed away, Imam paid allegiance So Ali had to be isolated from the right that Allah has given him and at the same time support those people and advise them because of Islam and when he became the caliph still Ali was mazloum, the first mazloum was Ali he was the first person but he was uh, still Muslim. why? because the people who believed in him didn't support him in winter when he wanted to f- send them to, for example to fight they said it's too cold in summer they said it's too hot always finding some excuses to escape sometimes Imam Ali said I wish instead of you I had some people like people of Muawiyah they were so determined to follow Muawiyah that you are not So Ali was in power but Ali was again Muslim. And this is very special And you see that <coughs> unfortunately The death of Ali did not finish this story Ali was mazloom even after his death Usually, great people, after they die, at least, you know, after they death, their enemies say, Okay, now he has died, he has passed away, so let's uh, stop. But even after his death, Ali was receiving more and more zul and oppression from these people. Ali was cursed on pulpits, on manaber, especially in Sham this was after his death you know it's not imaginable for us how the first person to embrace Islam the son-in-law of the Prophet and his cousin and the Caliph could be cursed on the pulpits and you know someone once forgot to curse Imam Ali and then when he remembered he built a mosque in that place and said because Allah helped me to remember to curse Ali I built a mosque here and called it Masjid al-Zikr that he remember to curse Ali how can this be understood? and not even that Ali was supposed to be loved why? Because Ali was the father of this ummah, the Prophet said, al ummah." Ali and me are the fathers of this ummah. How much Islam says that you must be kind to your parents. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Quran says that Qada Allat illa iyya wa Allah has made his decree that you should worship nothing other than him And you must be kind to your parents Ali is your parent But you see Muslims treated Ali in a very bad way Again, we have many many things in Islam saying that Whenever you hire someone You must pay his ojra, his wage, fairly What was the ujra of the Prophet Muhammad? What was the payment that Muslims were supposed to give to the Prophet Muhammad? So people even made operation and zol and did injustice in paying the ujra And also we have many things in Hadith about the bad situation of those people who disobey their master a slave who escapes from his master and Ali was the Mawla and was the master of his Ummah and they escaped from his obedience so you see there is no limit for the injustice which was done to Ali and it was even greater the people especially the children and orphans of Kufa who received lots of attention from Ali you know that in the last two days many children who heard the news that Ali is poisoned because you know Ibn Muljam used some poison and the sword was polluted by poison so when they heard that Ali is poisoned and they knew that milk is helpful so many children because they knew that Ali is the one who was helping and giving support to them. So many children brought milk for Imam Ali. These children and orphans of Kufa who knew Ali after about 20 years many of them went to kill the son of Ali. Not because for example they didn't know that this is son of Ali not because for example they said that okay, he is son of Ali but he did some mistake no many of them were saying we kill you because you are son of Ali because we hate Ali we kill you so there is no end for this story and I am Afraid to say that Ali is even mazloom because of what his friends do in respect to Ali. Has anyone the ability to say among the Shia, among the friends of Imam Ali that I have done justice to Ali. I have been able to show the example of a person, a follower of Ali in my life to others. No. So, tonight is end of this story for Ali, not for us. Ali is to receive the relief. Ali is quickly to join the Prophet Muhammad and Lady Fatima to Zahra. So, for Ali, it's beginning of a very happy and comfortable situation. But for all Islamic ummah, and for all humanity indeed, this is the beginning of a great loss. A loss which was followed by loss and loss. By losing children of Ali, and by having the final successor of the Prophet and Ali in occultation. Because of all those zones which were done. So we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that help us to perform our duties towards our imams towards the prophet towards the islam and inshallah include us among the true and sincere soldiers and believers of islam and the school of Ahlul Bayt and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of imam mahdi alayhi salam to whom this night of qadr belongs and into his heart The angels descend Tonight They descend To the heart of The 12th Imam To the heart of the most perfect man And in our time is the 12th Imam So we pray that Because of Imam zaman Inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gives us the providence Inshallah To be a good mu'min and to be insha'Allah in this world and in the hereafter Always with Masoomin and with his awliya and with his friends insha'Allah وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ alamin